0: THK News.
1: It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, the honorary chairman of the Liberal Party, James Tien, hits out at the mainland's legal system as the extradition debate continues. The financial secretary rules out adjusting Hong Kong's GDP forecasts and Australians vote in a federal election, with the result expected to be close. The honorary chairman of the Liberal Party, James Tien, has criticised the mainland's legal system, saying people and the business sector didn't have much confidence in the way it was run. He made the comment a day after the liaison, the office reportedly told local delegates to the National Parliament and its advisory body that it backed proposed changes to Hong Kong's extradition law that could see people sent across the border for trial. But Mr Tien, who was speaking after appearing on an RTHK radio program, said he still expected pro-business legislators to fall into line following the push by Beijing. We don't have much
2: faith in the way they conduct the whole legal proceedings. So it's not only the business sector's concern, for the people as well. I hope that the Beijing government realises that. I think the business community's legislative councillors will fall back in line. Actually, I hope I'm wrong because I think one key issue to them is actually next year's legislative council election, which is only like 15 months away. I think they really have to listen to their voters.
1: But Executive Councillor and NPC Deputy Ip Kwok Him, who appeared on the same radio programme, said issues with the mainland legal system should not be blown out of proportion. He also said that it was appropriate for Beijing to weigh in on the matter after pro-democracy politicians visited the United States to lobby against the bill. On Thursday, a pro-democracy delegation led by veteran politician Martin Lee met with the US Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Meanwhile, pro-establishment lawmaker Paul Tsé has defended suggestions that the government directly table the extradition bill to the full council of LegCo for vetting. Following last week's chaotic scenes in LegCo at the bill committee stage, a proposal to move the bill to the full council has gathered momentum. Mr Tsé says such a move would set a bad precedent, but he said it may be for the best, given the circumstances. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has ruled out adjusting Hong Kong's GDP forecasts in light of the apparent breakdown in US-China trade negotiations. Hong Kong's economy grew by just 0.6% in the first quarter, the weakest in a decade. Mr Chan said the markets would get the wrong signal if the government changed its current forecast for annual growth of between 2 and 3%. Here's Mr Chan
3: we are monitoring the situation of u.s china trade negotiation very closely the negotiation has been quite bumpy although lately there are some negative news but we do think that it is premature to adjust our GDP forecast for the year at this stage. We will continue to follow our practice to update this GDP forecast in August. We will uh, monitor the situation very closely.
1: Australians are voting in a tightly fought general election which could see the opposition Labour Party regain power. Labour, led by Bill Shorten, has had a slender lead in opinion polls over the Conservative Liberal Party of the current Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. From Sydney, here's the BBC's Howell Griffiths. Scott Morrison only became Australia's Prime Minister in August as a result of feuds within his own party. Now he faces a struggle to hold on to the job, with the Labour opposition party having held a slender but consistent lead in the opinion polls for months. The campaigning has focused largely on the economy and the environment, with climate change registering as the most important issue for the majority of Australians. The United States and Canada have agreed to drop tariffs on steel and aluminium imports imposed last year. The move follows lengthy negotiations and a telephone call on Friday between President Trump and the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The tariffs were introduced by the US on the grounds of national security and have delayed the implementation of a new trade accord across North America, called by Mr Trump, the USMCA. Mr Trudeau said it was good news for his country.
3: The financial assistance uh, is still there. We made uh, $2 billion worth of commitments last summer uh, to support our industry. We're going to continue to look at how uh, the industry can continue to grow and invest. Around safeguards, we've committed with this agreement to work with the Americans and the Mexicans to look at the global steel and aluminum market where we recognize significant challenges uh, from other countries to make sure uh, that we are protecting our workers, our industries, here.
1: You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. An investigation at Ohio State University says an athletics team doctor sexually abused at least 177 male students over 17 years. It says students regularly complained that Richard Strauss performed excessive and seemingly unnecessary genital examinations. The report says the university had knowledge of the abusive treatment as early as 1979. Ohio State University has offered its profound regret and sincere apologies to those who endured Strauss's abuse. A former leader of the Colombian FARC rebel group, Jesus Santrich, has been rearrested upon leaving jail after a court ruled he should not be extradited to the US on drug trafficking charges. The latest arrest warrant was served by the Colombian prosecutor's office, which argued that there was new evidence against him. The novelist Herman Walk who was described as an American Tolstoy, has died at his home in California. He was 103 years old. Several of his best-selling books are set during the Second World War. He adapted The Winds of War for television, which became one of the most successful series ever in the United States. The BBC's Vincent Dowd reports.
2: Has the thought ever occurred to you that our captain might be unbalanced?
1: Oh, cut the joke, sir. I'm no psychiatrist, but I know something about abnormal behaviour. Captain Queeg has
2: every symptom of acute paranoia. When, in 1954, the film of The Kane Mutiny came out, it cemented Herman Woke's reputation as a master storyteller. His original novel, about a Navy captain who has to be relieved of command, had been awarded a Pulitzer Prize two years earlier. After The Kane Mutiny, there were novels such as Marjorie Morningstar and two big hits of the 1970s, The Winds of War and War and Remembrance. They were made into miniseries for TV. Woke became famous mainly for writing about war and military action. Yet in 1973 he said he hoped peace might reign in the world one day. The bullets have not stopped flying and they're they're flying right as we talk. But when they stop, I think it will be in part because the poets and the thinkers and the artists of the world have held an image of the impossible absurdity and tragedy of war in an industrialized age and made it so clear to the ordinary man that he will make governments stop fighting. When he was 93, the Library of Congress in Washington accepted his large personal archive of manuscripts and notes for preservation. Herman Woke had become a grand old man of American writing.
1: Sport now and in golf, the defending champion Brooks Koepka completed the lowest 36 holes showing in major golf history for a record 7-stroke lead after two rounds of the PGA Championship. Third-ranked Koepka, a runaway favorite to capture his fourth major title on Sunday, fired a 5-under par 65 Friday at the Bethpage Black course in New York to stand on 12 under, 128. Tiger Woods missed the cut. And with a look at this weekend's football action, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi.
0: English Premier League fans are still recovering from what was one of the most exciting title races in recent memory, with the lead at the top of the table changing hands a record 32 times. Liverpool finished second, of course, but their points total of 97 would have been enough to win the title in 25 of the past 27 seasons. They fell short, though, just behind Manchester City, the only side who were able to beat Liverpool in the league or campaign. Pep Guardiola's team are on course then for an unprecedented domestic treble if they can add the FA Cup trophy to their league and League Cup title wins this year. But standing in their way at Watford, Javi Glacier's side are through to the final for just the second time and their first in 35 years when the two sides play each other at Wembley on Saturday. Elsewhere in Europe, the fight for the league title in Germany also goes down to the wire this weekend, with league leaders Bayern Munich hoping to win a record 7th successive Bundesliga title. Nico Kovac's team are two points ahead of Borussia Dortmund, heading into the final round of fixtures on Saturday. And history could be made in Spain. Getafe could qualify for next season's European Champions League for the first time in their history.
1: The BBC's Maz there. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The honorary chairman of the Liberal Party, James Tien, hits out at the mainland's legal system as the extradition debate continues. The financial secretary rules out adjusting Hong Kong's GDP forecasts and Australians vote in a federal election, with the result expected to be close. That's the news from RTHK.
0: Radio 3. Radio 3.
3: And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself Pierre Day with you till 3pm. This week we have a new selection of hot new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. From the Caribbean to the Indian Ocean, Africa to the Americas and Europe. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. He is from Rome. We're still the belly button of the world. <laughs> And we start off with our first hot new track with James Stewart featuring Martha, Tom and Jacob Mafuleni. There's a bit of a story here. Uh, of course, James Stewart, a stage name for a DJ in Lyon, in the center of France. He's a co-promoter of the monthly Black Atlantic Club at the Le Sucre uh, nightclub over there. Uh, and he's the founder of the blog Afro Soul Descarga, one word, Descarga, Spanish for jam. Uh, and just released an EP called Alma Negra, that's Spanish for Black Soul. Uh, And he's accompanied by the Mbira Maestro from Zimbabwe, Jacob Mafuleni, and his wife, Martha Tom, on vocals and percussion. They sing in their native tongue, and the track is called, and composed by all three, Mugara Ndega, of the EP Alma Negra.